0: Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, JD Carling. Hey,
1: everybody. Today, we're going to ask questions about materials in your custom house. This is actually the first part of the third phase of the design. So I'm not going to bore you with going over architectural DNA again, because if you've got this far, you've probably heard it. If not, please go back to the beginning and you can follow along about custom homes and how the architectural DNA influences where we are today. We also just finished up the three-part series on schematic design, which is the big picture ideas, what the main idea of the house is and what the concept of the house is. Now we're getting into material. If you think about it, if you've ever seen how they draw an uh, animated movie, they'll start out with storyboards real quick. I mean, they will take them a few seconds to draw it, right? So they're analyzing what they want to do. They've written the story, and they're putting it down. Then the next, they'll hardline it, right? And they'll go, okay, this is the way it's going to look. Maybe they'll start doing some color block, some ideas about light and shadow. Then they'll come in, hardline everything, and then they're going to record it. So with a building, it's the same thing. A long time ago, if you go, you know, my uncle has a house in France, and it's more of like a gothic style of creating where it's almost an exoskeleton. And the way we build today is additive or layers, and it's more akin to the way you would do an animation sequence or you're building upon a foundation and adding layers. And so now we've got these big ideas, we're headed into design development. And the previous one was schematic design. In this phase, mainly the main focus is on the building systems, like the main systems of the buildings, and then the materials, which I will go ahead and let us call finishes. And so this is, again, getting back to the nature part of DNA, the materials that we get from nature that are made from the periodic table. That get into I don't want to just say material, but elemental about what's gonna go into your home, and that still goes back to your main idea of your house, right? So we had the core ideas or the golden cow. The material is gonna need the same thing, and hopefully I'll remember to get to it. But there's the two main things you want to have like your golden calf ideas about what the idea of your material is, maybe. It's about warmth. Maybe there's a specific material you want that to be the focus of the house. And then that will help you guide what you select. If you really want the warmth of wood, that's the main thing in your house. That's what you will pick. And it may even be a specific type. But before we get into that, we want to remember something that is very important. A thing is not just a thing. A thing is what you think about that thing, what you feel when you think about that thing right so the material has emotion connected to it in a sense so i've read a lot of reports you know that wood communicates a certain thing or like a certain color tends to invoke things in people now that's true but it is true because of the way we think about those things or what we connect to it right so each person is going to feel very different things about different materials So, you want to keep that in mind. What is your mind telling you about the material? For instance, for me, concrete feels very warm. It's something I really connect to. I love the texture in it. I love the variation in it. My wife, on the other hand, does not feel that way. She feels that way about wood or clay or another material like that. And so, you want to find the emotions you're going for and then which ones do you have those thoughts and use that as your main idea. I would say, though, for, I believe you're listening to this because you're wanting a custom home, a minimalist home, and design is high on your list of things that are important to you in the design. When you're in a, let's use a story for an example. So in a story, if I say this is the bad guy, his name I don't, know, I think Voldemort is a bad guy, right? He's a bad guy, and he hurts people. That's not very inspirational, right? But if there's some other thing about him that makes that told to you or communicate that to you, it also is more successful when it's connected to the other characters or other scenes in the movie, right? So when the character is just the thing, if I just draw a picture of Voldemort when I am a kid, I could draw some cool-looking angular guy or he's got teeth, and I'd be like, that's cool. But when your mind starts to develop, there's more to it. There's the things that it connects to that makes it important, like light and dark are great because they exist because of each other or against each other, interaction with each other. So your material is also going to be the most successful when it is compared or contrast with the other things that are part of your main idea. It could literally be another material. It could also be a material with a spatial sequence. So in this, when this happens in the house, when I go through a door, like a good plain example is like, when you go through a door, the doors are all going to be wood. The walls are all going to be Venetian plaster, right? So that's like a common thing, but you want to think for yourself, what is it? I've been in one house where they had these big, strong concrete jams around every door because that's what got banged up the most. And they didn't mind the banged up look of the concrete because it was rustic, but they didn't want to have wood or plaster on the frame. So that contributed to their story, but it wasn't just the expected thing without a, without a story in their mind about it. So when we were in architecture school, our professors would critique us because our models are made out of material, right? So let's say I'm going to use paperboard. Sometimes we'd use resin. We'd use plexiglass. We'd use different things to communicate ideas of real world materials. But one thing they didn't care about is what the actual thing was or even what it was communicating it was that it was creating something transformative, that the synergy between the materials and the space were communicating a clear story, a clear narrative. So that will help you if you're saying, just yesterday I had someone call me and they're like, hey, my contractor is telling me that I can't do this. This, It was not one of my projects, but they're asking for my advice. They're my contractors telling me, I can't afford this anymore, which I'll get to when it comes to specifications. Hopefully today I have time for that. They're telling me I've got to have shaker cabinets and I wanted flat cabinets. So I would tell you, I personally would not use a shaker cabinet, but what is the story? What's the goal? What's the feeling you want for the room? If you can achieve that, if that wasn't one of your main goals, like for me, minimalism is a main goal. So a shaker cabinet is not going to be something that's going to be in specification. But for you or for him, what was it? So that's the answer. It's not just should it be shaker or should it not. It's what does it say to the thing across from it? What does it say to the thing below it? What does it say to your interaction when you touch it? That's what those things are going to help you choose what you're doing. So that's one key. Make sure the material is not just the material and it is transformative. Now, there are cases where it could literally be a study in a material, right? Like we're doing all this and we're going to use it in different ways. But again, that is transformative in the sense that you're using that material as a study, as almost like an educational thing or a practice of what can we do with this? How can I use glass in a certain way? How can I use this fabric in different ways throughout the house? One of the common ones is like with tile, like They'll use it on the floor, the wall, the ceiling, and different stuff like that. Oftentimes, a tile, like in a shower, it'll be the seat, it'll be the wall, it'll be the floor, it'll be in the ceiling to protect from humidity. So, that's a common one, but you can do that with just about anything. And that is where some of the fun things can also come into the building because your home will have something used in an unexpected way that will create something memorable for you, or it might lead you in another way to another room. And that's going to be something that will reinforce what you're trying to do with that particular space. So there's the transformative nature for it. But one of the most significant things about architecture is people will say, Well, what's my specification, right? What are you going to put in in my house, right? Or you're going to be like, I want to make sure my contractor, my architect are specifying good things in my house. So you can say, I want my whole house to be made of insulated concrete forms because in Hurricane Katrina, I saw that those were the only houses that were still standing. If you ever saw the pictures, there was a bunch of houses in a neighborhood totally flattened, and then the one insulated concrete form house was still standing. Now, that material is not just one thing. It's made of insulated foam. It's made of plastic. It's made of concrete, and it's made of steel. And that's a lot of things that had to go together correctly. So that one contractor or two contractors potentially who did that had to make sure all those things connected correctly for that safety of that person's belonging to succeed. It also insulates their home and does other stuff too. But in that one realm, it was fantastic. Now, I will tell you that home didn't really survive because most of the other stuff was destroyed. So yes, the most important thing is human life, but this example is just talking about the connection, right? So within itself, that was connected correctly. But if you look, all the other things were there. So the priority, obviously, is human life, but in other scenarios that aren't as extreme, it just may be cracking or quality over time or water intrusion, which is a more typical thing here, or air infiltration. It may just be appearance of the edge of a detail that you're concerned with. The connection between those things is the most important. And you are really going to be relying on your story and your architect and the material that you select to make those things come together correctly. So one of the things you'll see a lot is like, this is a great example. On a lot of fast food places or even homes that are obsessed with curb appeal versus the experiential nature of it, They'll be like, okay, we're going to put brick on the front of the house, right? So they put the quarter-inch thick brick on the house. Then when you go around the corner, you'll see, oh, this is just quarter-inch brick, and it's just stucco, it's just siding, or there's a, I've even seen a piece of trim that's, like, covering up the edge of the brick. It takes you right out of the element. It's like if the cameraman in the movie had panned over, and then you see that, like, oh, this crazy place where this dramatic scene is going on between the couple is really like on the back lot of Universal Studios. You don't think it's actually the San Francisco or Chicago or something or New York where the story is going on. So the connection or the edges is what really informed that and made that happen. And so you want to make sure the connections and the details between things are Cared for and considered with your DNA, your narrative, the overall volume of the building, and in the way that your architect is putting those things together, so they're strong not only like in in sturdiness and longevity but strong in the ideas that they communicate. If you see a detail that's poorly done, I know a majority of people don't notice it. I think if you're listening to this, you'll notice it because you're a person who's actively caring about design. But I believe it does affect your subconscious when you see like you know the tile stops at forty eight inches, but the outlet is halfway in the tile and halfway out. That wasn't a detail that was considered with enough time and attention to make sure it got it moved it got moved out so that's just a small example, right, but it could end up being a huge steel beam that doesn't line up with something that you're wanting or you've I've seen some Memes online about like construction memes about things that don't line up and stuff like that, like the stair goes to nowhere or something like that those <laughs> that's just fun to think about anyway, so we've talked about the connections between the materials right, and then making sure the way they're used is transformative, and those are really the two most important things about materials that I'm going to leave you with today now, I'll just give you a few practical things as well, so when you design your home, right, as your architect, I always have the material in mind. I always have the finish in mind that is going to go in there. But one thing I've learned about is it's very important to have the core ones and then make sure due to schedule, you may not be able to get the material in time availability. It may run out. And if it's really important to you, remember to order it early, you may find that there's a problem with something as far as financial, maybe the price went up or something like that. So that, that also comes into if you've locked in the price with your contractor for that thing or if an allowance was set. And so recently I, I had someone, uh, we designed something for them and they didn't order the flooring in time. And so they basically told them, hey, we did order this in time. Do you want to move in a month later or do you want to have a different color? And in this case, thankfully, the color option they had was still really good, but sometimes it's a another chance to innovate more on the project so just consider those things when you're getting your specification do you want a hard line a specific thing I have to have this tile and these ones are the the goal and I would say pick the ones that are the most important to you and then make sure you have the ones you want specified for the other things but due to the reasons I mentioned before be open to innovating or, or coming up with ideas. I'm so thankful. We have a home that's gonna be in Parade of Homes in Orlando next month. And we had everything picked out. We had done color renderings of it and we you know, we were really happy with the design on a, a home recently. And on this one I was the builder. And when we got part way through we were just looking at the tile and we were gonna place the order. So we were rechecking, hey do we really want this? And I remember the homeowners and I were looking at each other and we're like, something just doesn't feel like this is telling the story or creating the space that we want, and it's not unique enough within the year that you know we designed, bid the project, etc. Within the year that we had done all that, then in that amount of time, things had changed a bit. Even the feeling as the other parts of the house had been getting built, our ideas evolved a little bit, and. We reselected all the tile and we couldn't be happier. It was way further along. So you're on a long journey that's developing and you want to have your main things and you want to have those things that can grow. But you also want to make sure that you have specified something so that you at least have a baseline of what you're wanting to get. And you want to make sure that in case you want something more if you're willing to do that, you've planned for that as well. That's a very common thing. People, when they start getting into the house, it's like, I really, really want this. So that's something that you really want to consider. So I just wanna thank you so much for joining us today. When you're thinking of the materials for your house, you're gonna be thinking of, you know, wood, concrete, metal, glass, tile, fabrics, wall coverings, the water even on the outside of your house how those things are going to relate, what are the shingles on the roof, stuff like that. But think of them in terms of what they mean together. A lot of people do what they call a finishes board. And I do that. They'll do them digitally. They'll do them physically. I like to do them physically, especially for the main ones, so that you can have that touch, how they feel together. It's always different than a picture. So the more you get into it, you're going to want to do that for your home. Thank you so much. I want to see you go from just thinking of hey, I want tile here, or I want quartz countertop. they thinking about what it means for your custom home. I wanna see you going from dreaming of your custom home with all these cool materials, different colors and emotions that they invoke in your life, to living your dream home with all these things that mean something to you, that tell the story of your life. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Card Custom Home and Architecture podcast. If you're ready to start your journey and you own your property, please go to ca-rd.com, book a consultation, check out other people's stories. We've got some fun videos of other stories on there of people who've gone through a transformation journey of not having a custom home to living in a a dream home and enjoying it. If you don't own your property, I always wanna encourage you, please jump on board, listen to the podcast, give me a ring or an email and contact me on the, the website. And I am happy to share with you some of our resources that can help you to avoid getting a piece of property that's not going to do the things you want because perhaps you didn't consider internally some of the things that you should think about beforehand, or that you have some other things that maybe you didn't consider when looking for your piece of property and what you could do with it. I'm JD Carling, your minimalist architect builder from Winter Park, Florida. Today is May 26, 2022. Tomorrow is my 40th birthday. I'm so excited and I look forward to seeing you next Friday. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want to discuss or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture podcast.